Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel uh, Amarsi Unplugged. I'm your host, Adel Amarsi, and today we're sponsored by purelyhosting.com forward slash Adel. Go there, get your website sorted by them. It's like they build a website for you worth around three grand. They put all the plugins in and get content up for you. It's really, really cool. It's a decent uh, business shared hosting thing, which is cool. Um, and we're also sponsored by sharfen.com forward slash preview. And uh, we're joined by the one and only Katie Sharfen. Katie, are you there? Don't know what happened. Katie, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it's kind of strange that like we we're here now, considering essentially. I w- I was talking to a friend earlier about this, and they were like, "So, uh, what are you doing today?" I'm like, "I'm literally walking back home." They're like, "Why?" I was like, "I want to get home an hour and a half before I do, so I can get on this podcast." Why? Because uh, I don't want to miss this podcast. Ooh, did you miss it? Did you miss it yesterday? I was like, yes, because Central Time Daylight Saving messed me up. Okay. What ha- could, what happens if you like miss it? It's like this wouldn't be the the rebook for the first time. This would be the third time that we rebooked because the first time I had the dentistry, the second time I was ill, and this time I you know time zones. So eventually we got there. So welcome to the show. You know what? When things are supposed to happen, they happen. I'm a true believer in that. So I'm excited to be here, and it's a pleasure. Thanks. Uh, it's great to have you here. Um, so actually, how I came across your work, obviously, was through Alex, um, mm-hmm. previous guest. For everyone that hasn't checked those out, go check them out. They're really good shows, uh, including the one where Alex ended up being on air with himself because my voice didn't get recorded for about 30 minutes, where every so often you can hear him laugh. And everyone's like, why is he laughing just randomly? <laughs> he just does that all yeah. the time, you know, like in really odd moments. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. But <laughs> um, I do remember that now, him telling me that your voice got cut out. So it seemed a little odd, but the content was really good. So you aired it anyway. So that's yeah, cool. It, it was a really cool 32 minute interview. I was like, yeah. So I just did like a bit of the start going, guys, my voice has been cut out, but I'm just going to let Alex do his thing at the end. I'm going to come in and just finish off. But um, we'll get him back on, and we did get him back on. But the reason we actually I got you on was because Alex said to me that um, you'd be perfect to interview, um, especially when it comes to well several reasons. But the ones that I'm going to focus on mostly is relationships, marriages, and entrepreneurial dating, because there is a lot of stuff there that a lot of people don't realize. Um, and, and again, it's as selfish as ever for myself, my own game. Come on, I'm single. Has to be done. I have to ask what. Oh, what's up with that? Not with yeah. me being single, but like with dating, with entrepreneurs, because there are some people we've seen, they get into a relationship with non-entrepreneurial people and they go really well, whereas other times you see that happen and it just breaks apart really badly. Or well, people sure. have been married, one becomes, an, like one has always had that spirit of an entrepreneur, they pursue their dreams and next thing you know, their marriage is crumbling. So essentially, essentially I want to pick your brain on that. Before we do that, I want to get a little bit more about you because I really don't know much about you, except for the old Texan. Oh, I am a Texan. I am a Texan. Um, and Alex and I actually lived in Florida for a long period of time. And then I got him back to Texas. So I have no idea actually how that happened. But sometimes I just don't question and I go with it. Um, because he was born in Mexico and then lived in California. So, um, But I'm definitely a Texas girl through and through. And uh, proud to be back in, in this state, but in Austin. So I don't know if I would live anywhere else besides Austin. <laughs> The most amazing part of Texas, which apparently is like the safe haven of liberal happiness, essentially, where you don't have the, when I say liberal, I mean in the sense of, um, what's it called, there's tolerances amongst all, rather than just random stuff, from what I've heard of Texas. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So Austin's pretty cool. Yeah, I've actually been. Uh, I really want to fly out to Texas at some point. I'm still waiting for like my passport stuff to be done, and that's on the list of places I have to go because um, I've asked one. Of my, I've told one of my friends, "Yeah, I'm coming to Texas." They're like, "How long for?" I was like, "Oh, two or three days. See everyone." Like, "Yeah, no, you're staying here for two weeks." It's like, "Why? Because you got to see us. You got to see our friends. You got to see your friends." Like, you got to come see us. Yeah, I've got to so... go see you. I've got to go see Ryan Levesque. I've got to go see the guys at AppSumo. I'm like, I'm never leaving this place, am I? No, okay. I'm happy with this. <laughs> it's probably true, you know? Just get a one-way ticket. You'll be good. I pro I'm planning on doing so. It'll be quite fun. Especially with the <laughs> fact that you guys actually have delicious food. So We do have delicious food. Yeah, you guys do barbecue, which is still my favorite thing in the world. So, yeah, it helps. It's, it does. It does. See, we're enticing you over here already. Mm -hmm, pretty much. It helps. Yeah. It really does. So, just jumping into this, because like you and Alex met while... Wait, was he in? Were you in Florida for like a short while and then moved back to Texas and then finally moved over to Florida, or because I can't remember how he tells the story. He he briefly outlined it for me. Yeah, so he lived in Florida, and I was a. I didn't know that I was an entrepreneur until I actually met Alex, and so because uh, I'd grown up in a really, you know, my parents were divorced, and my dad was an entrepreneur, but. My, divorce, my parents divorced when I was really young, and so I didn't live with him. So I didn't really, I got glimpses of it, but I didn't really understand that I was an entrepreneur until I met Alex and saw what he did. And then once I realized that I was, I really kind of dove head first into that. But the way that we met is that I was a flight attendant for Southwest Airlines, and I was being positioned where I needed to be the next day. Uh, for a trip because I was on call and that was in Tampa. Alex had been all day on Home Shopping Network because when he was a consultant and he was in the consumer electronics electronics industry, he was an on-air guest for Home Shopping Network. And so oh. he'd been on all day doing a 24-hour Today special and I was at, like, we just happened to be at the same restaurant at the same time, just up at the bar eating dinner after, you know, kind of long days. So... Um, we were there, and he still had makeup on and everything. I was so naive. I had no idea. I just thought he had a really incredible complexion. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't assume that you're seeing a man wearing makeup, so or I don't, anyway. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. And he, we ended up having... that. Yeah, yeah. So um, we ended up having kind of a long distance, just phone conversations for about six weeks after I met him. Not really after I met him. He's going to kill me for telling this story, so I'm going to tell it. Um, he, he, I was dating somebody at the time, and I met him at the restaurant. And so he was calling me because I'd given him my number, and I wasn't calling him back. And so, I, so that was super frustrating for him. Yeah. And uh, I ended up breaking up with that guy because it wasn't really working out and calling Alex back. And over the course of about six or seven weeks, I think we talked every day and our shortest phone conversation was about 90 minutes. So, uh, yeah, we just got a lot of the stuff out of the way. We talked a lot about a bunch of different things and realized how many, how aligned we were on a lot of different areas of our life. And then I went out and visited him for a weekend and I think we I moved out to Florida a month later and we've wow. been together ever since so that was almost 13 years ago wow that's amazing no, yeah that's that's truly amazing simply because like a lot of what you just said there about Alex and by the way never letting him look down about the whole makeup thing he is gonna hate me for that one 
<laughs> oh no, he, he'll love it. <laughs> the reason I was giggling about the whole home shopping network thing was I was actually thinking that you meant like, no, he was just at home all day watching the home shopping network because, well, my story is basically that's how I got into selling was my first two years of like between the ages five and seven. Um, I used to watch TV with my dad and he was obsessed with home shopping network. So I'd end up watching TV with him for two hours a day, six days a week. So I could watch cartoons right after like unconsciously being programmed to sell. <laughs> it's like, you should sell. It's like, okay, we'll learn how to do that. That'll be fine. Um, so when you said that, my brain was like, ha, so Alex was doing what I was doing. And then realized it was actually on. And I was like, no, that's fine. But still makeup, come on, it's brilliant. So um, the, there's, there's a similarity there with a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself. And I can only use myself and the people I know that have gone through this. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Alex had that same feeling that we do is that when a, when a person that we're really into doesn't respond to us, we kind of like almost get, not addictive, but slightly obsessive with it. And it really frustrates us because we're like, I really want to talk to you. I really want to go do this stuff. You're not there. And now I can't get my work done or I can get my work done, but my mind is elsewhere. So realistically, totally. like, how did that play out um, and balance out for you from like the other end of the perspective? Because like we, you know, as a guy and for people who have actually gone through this, we know what it's like for us, but what's it like mm -hmm. for the person on the other side? Well, you know, for me, I, I was, I think it was the same thing. I kept, he called me, I was sitting there and I kept kind of replaying his message. And I was like, this guy that I'm dating, I'm totally not interested in, but I had, you know, in my dating history gone for, you know, kind of who Alex is tall, dark and handsome, you know, and that hadn't really worked out for me so well. And this guy was actually shorter than me, but he was super funny. I wasn't super attracted to him, but he was really funny. And I was like, you know what, what my strategy hasn't been working. And so I'm going to really try this out with this guy. But when I met Alex, I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of lost interest fairly quick. So I really wasn't calling Alex back until I had broken it off with this guy because I didn't want to be that that person, I'd been oh. that person before in my life, and I didn't I didn't want to be that person anymore. Yeah. So um, I kept Alex's voicemail, and I kept calling him. He called me twice, which he he's really upset that I didn't call him back. But once I called him back, we were we were good. Um, did I answer your question? Yeah, you kind of did. Basically, on the kind receiving end, like, yeah, it's essentially kind of like you felt very similar to how he felt, um, and eventually, kind of all worked out for you. So. The, the thing that I really kind of want to focus on, like, for the latter part is essentially the dating aspect of it all. Like, what, because Alex and I briefly touched on this. I don't know if it was on the last podcast or if it was after the show when we were talking about this. I think it was after because he mentioned to talk to you about this. Mm -hmm. um, again, self-experiences is that we tend to go in too deep, too quickly, like, insanely fast. And the reason is because we kind of, like, look mm -hmm. at all the um, advantages, disadvantages, um, and almost play the entire relationship out from like the moment to go. Like we know where it is. Do we have the same similarities? Do we not? How long do we think this thing is going to last? Are we really going to do this? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? And like, again, everything I'm going to ask for is like your perspective on this all and feel, feel yeah. free to free, free flow on this and go off tangent and stuff. I totally did that a lot before I met Alex. And so I know exactly what you're talking about is I would kind of, you know, meet someone and I would have a connection with them and then I would like play out all how it was going to end up in my head. And then you, I ended up really liking or caring about somebody a lot more than they did me. 
you know, so I felt like, you know, at the end, I was like, oh, what was wrong with me? Did I come on too strong? I don't understand what's happening. And um, so I had that experience. And so when I met Alex, I was kind of at this place where I was like, you know what? I'm tired of playing the game. Um, I'm just going to let all the cards out on the table. I knew I was like in my head, I'm never moving to Florida. So I'm just going to lay it all out on the line with this guy, you know, and see what happens. And so that's what we did. And it ended up working out. And, and then 30 days later, you were just sat there going, God damn it, he got me to move to Florida. He's very persuasive, this guy. I mean, he really, <laughs> really is. You know, And I think with entrepreneurs, once we see something that we want, it's hard to say, no. we want to go get it. Yeah, you it's, know? And it's so... essentially one of those things. And I know exactly where he's coming from with that because it's such... It's a great thing to have, but it's annoying as hell because we don't have what we want. It's basically baby throwing toys out of the pram. I don't, I don't know if you've ever had that expression because, like, oh. you, you, I've never had that expression, but I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, it's. I think it's a UK, like a British thing, because like, oh, baby throwing toys out the pram basically means that they're having a bit of a tantrum. Um, right. But I think that actually genuinely happens with us. It's like I want this thing. It's not happening. I'm gonna have a tantrum, and then you calm down, and you're okay again. Um, yeah. But, his mom has interesting stories of those two weeks where I weren't call wasn't calling him back, but yeah. <laughs> can we get one of those stories? Um, she just, you know, she'll reminisce about calls where he was calling her and he was like, I'm calling this girl. She's not calling me back. I don't understand why all women call me back. I don't, what is going on? And so I tell him today, I was like, the only reason that we're married today is because I didn't call you back. So stop being frustrated about that. It's 13 years ago. The thing is, it's probably still eating him up on the inside about that too. Oh, and I still never live it down. It's the truth. It's the truth. Oh my god, sorry. I'm actually just laughing so hard because that has both happened to me and I've been on both sides and I know so many people have. What's funny to me is the fact that um, other entrepreneurs I know that go through this kind of thing, I've had them where they're literally bitching down at me going, I can't believe this person. How dare they do this? And the funniest one has always been, how dare they do this to me? I'm like, really? Okay, egos are never in check with us, so it's fine. Go with what you need to do. And they say that, and the moment that they get a response back saying, hey, babe, I'm really sorry, I've been busy all day. I thought I'd just message you back. Sorry I've been so bad. Instantly go from, how dare they to, ooh, I really like you again. It's so, Yeah, what it's, a nice guy. What a nice girl, you it's know? It's so We're... quick, the instant like, movement. <laughs> I'm like, how, what? <laughs> it's almost like seeing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde go from like one extreme to the next and you're like, okay, yeah, I I've been there, it's fine. It's like, this is really confusing, but I'm just going to go with it and, Pretty much. and I'm good. But it's used to confuse me and then like, I think after I turned 23, that's when I kind of like, was like, eh, it's normal, it's normal. I'm, if I'm going to like someone, I'm right, right, right now I'm on a kick of just being super honest with people right away. I'm like, no, I like you. Really? Yeah, I do. We're going to see what happens, but put it out there. I do like you. Tends that kind of leads into when you talk about success in relationships, because I think that when you're an entrepreneur, for me, I, I looked for data out there to see, you know, the divorce rate here in the United States is one out of two. Um, so we have a 
over 50% divorce rate actually. And I, if, if I, if there was data, I've looked to see if anybody's done any studies on entrepreneurs. I feel like that would be a higher number um, because entrepreneurs have a hard time usually even understanding themselves. And so when you don't understand yourself, it's hard to translate that over into a relationship. And so what Alex and I have had to have a really strong focus on is making sure a, that we always say you have to be transparent in your, in your marriage and in your relationship. And that's what you're talking about. Like, I'm done playing games. I'm just going to, you know, tell you what I'm thinking. And so that's what we're saying. Transparency in a relationship is key. And then also making sure that we stay aligned in the vision and aligned with where we're going with our family, with our business. And so we spend a tremendous amount of time making sure that those things are always in check because we know that we're a better team together and that we balance each other out really well and we both have a different perspective to bring to the table and when we shortcut that we usually end up going in the wrong direction and that's where we start start causing like fighting in our marriage yeah it's you know usually, it's usually when you have a misconception or a uh miscommunication really between the two people and mm-hmm. I, it's really cool that you say that and i actually agree entrepreneurs i'd say it would be as high as like three out of four marriages probably fail um, I would say I've I've lo- I've looked for the data and I haven't found it. It would be an interesting study, but for sure. And yeah. again, from a global standpoint, because I, all the entrepreneurs that I know, I think only maybe only a handful of them have like have been married and been successful. And you guys actually fall into that. The other people I know is like Ken Foodie and his wife um, Sarah. Like, Sarah and um, Marisa Murgatroyd and Marie Gray. There are another set of people. Again, but they all work within businesses together, so I kind of like look at it and go, okay, cool, you two are still together, and I get why. Whereas you look at someone like um, Dan Kennedy, who's been divorced mm-hmm. like twice and married to, like I think, wife number two again or something like that. It's ridiculous. I'm like, wow, the turnover rate in marriages for you guys is insane. It almost makes me think, like, when I get married, I should have a prenup signed up just in case. I'm like, yeah, this is hit. Why? Because we don't know what's going to happen <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But if you put a little process in the marriage, and I know that that doesn't sound sexy, I always say a little process in the marriage guarantees you'll have more sex. Yeah. So, you know, if that's what, you know, that's an outcome I think that we all want. And what Alex and I really looked at is what, or what, what I look at in really like in most things is what are the outliers that cause the most problems, right? So if in marriage, what are the highest people, what are the things that people complain about the most and that cause that divorces? And so it's usually money, right? So Alex and I stay really aligned about money Uh, or it's our kids. We stay really aligned about where we're going with our family and with our kids. And so you eliminate like 80% of those reasons up front just through alignment. Yeah, and, and then, then you have the other stuff as well, which is sorry, I was just jumping. It's um, you also have the other thing with um, quality time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. another big one. You know, when we talk about with the entrepreneurial personality type, with lowering pressure and noise in your life, uh, it's looking at all of those areas and going, okay, I feel misaligned with you know Alex in this area right now. So that's just where we just need a little tweak, right? Instead of saying. We're fighting about finances all the time, but we're not addressing it. Yeah. It's like, we do you just, see the di- that there is a huge difference. Like I want to do this and this, and we don't have any money. And then it's like storm off to the other room and blah, one person yeah. thought about thinking, how do I solve this? Yeah. And if once a month you sat down and said like, these are the things that I want, these are the, this is where I want to go, but this is our financial picture. 
how do we grow our finances or reduce our debt or whatever you're focusing on at that time so then you can feel like you're moving towards the things you want. Yeah. I Does mean, that make sense? Entirely. It's like okay. um, one thing that everyone should have a look at if it's available. It should be on EPT. If you guys aren't already members of the Entrepreneurial Personality Type group that Alex has on Facebook, please go ahead and sign up to that. Um, and you could go to weareept.com and that will take you directly mm -hmm. to that group. Awesome. Didn't even have that redirected, but that's great. So guys listening to this, go check that out. Main reasons because Alex and you personally, Katie, you guys actually re like created a home, like the most badass home I've ever seen. And like, did you guys just like work it all from the ground up or did you have like a house already and then put everything in it or? So this is super interesting and I love that you've asked this question because this last year is really the only year that we've said we're really going to focus on the environment and Alex and I are real estate investors so we've always looked at our personal residence as an investment and so we've never really settled in everywhere, anywhere or ever made a house that we've lived in like a home and so we started looking at that this last year or really two years ago and we went and looked at a bunch of houses here in Austin and said we're either going to move or we're going to make the house that we're in what we want. We're going to sink a bunch of money into it and we'd saved a bunch. And so um, when we went and looked at houses, financially it didn't make sense. We really like our house but we were going to be giving up too much. We were going to be giving up square footage, giving up land and still there wasn't going to be a house that we wanted to move into that we were going to still have to do work on it. So this last year, we got really clear about what we wanted um, in the house. We decided to stay, and we're finally, for the, really the first time in our life, focusing on our environment. And the process of doing that has really, I think it's strengthened our marriage, but it's also calmed a lot of the, the chaos and the noise that I wasn't even really aware of in an environment. You know, when you look at your house and your personal residence, from a business perspective, like we always have, because we're real estate investors and we use that lens, you look at it from a really different perspective. We're like, oh, we're always gonna move. You don't really have to move in. You don't have to put stuff on the walls. It's just, it just is. And now that we're moving in, it feels like we're rooting our family a little bit better and um, rooting our marriage better. And that's giving us a lot more freedom to focus on the business and where we want to go because we feel like with the entrepreneurial personality type and the things that we're working on now are really going to be mine and Alex's lifetime work. Yeah. You know, because our vision for that is that we really want entrepreneur, entrepreneurial personality types to understand themselves better, to understand that we're all wired this way and that we're on this earth to bring our unique perspective to the world. And, you know, through our contribution, that's how we change things. And so once we had that lens, lowering pressure and noise, we said, okay, where do we need to lower it everywhere? So this last year, we've completely redone our house. We're almost done with that, with the exception of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And really? um, is that the last piece that you guys haven't yet done? That's our last piece, yeah. And See, that's I don't my know. Favorite room in the entire house. Oh really? Really? Yeah. Uh, no, we've got big chef, plans for that. Oh chef, yeah, we've so... got big plans for that. When you come here, you can come to our house, and we can we can cook, cook in yeah, our so new kitchen. Yeah, we can get you to cook at yeah. all. <laughs> it's like I will. Yeah. Will we'll get you, you to come feed us, but we'll we'll provide everything. That's fine. I was actually going to say it'll be this much. It'll be kind of like, okay, I'm in the room. I've got everything I need. Everyone out. You can sit here and talk to me, but no one touch a thing. <laughs> it's my I'm down. If anybody wants to come over and cook a meal, I'm I'm for it. So a lot of my friends have found this out. Like, because I usually host like movie nights and um, 
dinner nights here at my place. I mean, it's a one bedroom place. Um, it's decently sized, but this is the thing. Cause I'm actually on my iMac. You can't really like, I don't know if you can see that big black screen thingy just over there. I do. Yeah. That's my TV. That like a friend of mine left me like a 60 something plus inch TV and home surround sound. And I was like, okay, I'm usually at home working. I've got my cat who's amazing. What should I do? I know I'll go ahead and just watch seminars as if I was already there. So like for about three or four hours a day, I'll just put on like a course or something that I need to watch. Just yeah. stream it through the live thing. But if I've got my friends over, we do a movie night and um, I end up cooking. And the amount of times my friends are like, can we come and help you in the kitchen? I'm like, no, just chill outside. Or if I'm entertaining like a female guest for the evening uh, mm -hmm. or a date or something, she's like, can I come help you in the kitchen? I'm like, no, just sit in the living room, play with the cat, watch TV, do whatever. I'm like, why? I'm like, because you let me get in the way. I like knives and I like chopping things very quickly and everything is laid out the way it should be. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you like in the zone when you're in yeah. the kitchen? I actually yeah. relax. That This is like when I go into the, there's two places in my life where I have complete what I like to call peace of mind mm -hmm. where I don't feel any like my brain switches off for once, which is a very hard thing for an entrepreneur to do, but it's lovely okay. when it does happen. Cooking is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other one is when I'm on the mats doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, that's the only other place where I'm doing that. My brain is just like, I'm just going to switch off. I'm upside down. I don't really care what happens. I'm happy here. It's that's awesome. It's one of the best feelings ever. Now, kind of jumping into it for advice of like women or men, even though dating an entrepreneur uh, that aren't an entrepreneur, what advice would you give? Oh, man. Um, At least you know, initially I, getting started. I think initially getting started, you know, transparency is key for the entrepreneur, especially for somebody who's not an entrepreneur. Because I think sometimes in relationships, people don't understand what that journey looks like. And it's not always linear, you know, and sometimes it's hard and it takes, you know, a lot of brain power and pushing through and a lot of extra focus. And so when I'm in that space or when Alex is in that space, we make sure to give each other that time to kind of go through that and just support mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and give perspective where perspective is wanted. And so, um, we're not stepping over all over each other's toes, but I think understanding that, you know, this is not going to be married to being married to an entrepreneur is not a linear path. You know, there are going to be ups and downs um, there are going to be challenges. And so the more resilient you can become and the more supportive you can be in your relationship, the stronger that's going to be. And so, uh, you know, I think we always we had a mentor. His name was Howard Britton, and he used to tell us, you know, to stay curious and get out of judgment. And I think sometimes in relationships, when we feel like we're not getting what we want, then we judge the other person. And if we could just stay curious about what's going on, I always believe that Alex has my best interest at heart, and he also does too. So with a little bit of understanding, if you can stay curious about the process that they're going through, then, you know, things will go a lot smoother. That's amazing. I've never heard that expression before. Don't judge. Yeah. Be, keep curious. That's... That's an amazing, that, that is so true and so right. And you can have that apple applied anywhere. Anywhere. Especially for relationships, it's amazing. So kind of jumping into like the whole, uh, what you guys do at Sharfan, because it's essentially, well, you guys work with entrepreneurs. I know that's a big thing. So what is like the big areas that you guys cover? Because I know relationships might be a thing that you guys cover, but I'm not entirely sure. Sure. Yeah. So this last year, we were really defining what the entrepreneurial personality type was. And then this, but our goal is to change the world one entrepreneur at a time by helping entrepreneurs understand themselves better 
so that they can work in their strengths and that we can stop judging so much. Because I think the, the limitations that entrepreneurs put on themselves most of the time is through their own self-judgment. So if we could say, hey, look, there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to figure out how to get protection and support and to lower the pressure and noise in your life, right? So we just had a health course that came out. And so we're really focusing on the entrepreneur and themselves. We have a course that's a like an introductory course called Entrepreneurial uh, Momentum. So that's that course that really explains the entrepreneur and, you know, gives kind of a planning lenses that you should go through to keep your kind of vision on track because we feel like it's really important to have kind of that long-term vision. But the challenge is, is that we have this long-term vision in our head and then we try to figure out what to do today to make that happen. And really, you know, it's, it's baby steps that get us there. So if we could stay focused on the next thing that we need to do, then we get closer to that vision every single time, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of being living in overwhelm. So um, that course really teaches entrepreneurs how to contain the chaos in our brains in order to really create momentum in our lives. So that would be our introduction into what the who the entrepreneur is and the entrepreneurial personality type. And the way that we define it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to own a business. Our business is full of entrepreneurial personality types, but they have the attributes of the way that we define the entrepreneur. Yeah. So, um, but we really want to help entrepreneurs in all facets of their life. So we just came out with a health course called Low Risk, High Reward. Yeah, and Alex added me to that group and he was like, hey, I'd lo love you to be in here. I was like, all right, go ahead. Jump in. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a great group and we're coming out, you know, we've come out with some really great content. We just taught that first event at the beginning of March and so we've, you know, our team has cut that and that's about to be an online product, but we do those events live as well because we feel like if the entrepreneur isn't connected to who they are, then and aligned with themselves and their health and taking care of their body first, then it's very difficult to show up well in a relationship or in your business and with your team. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you have to focus on you first. And so that's why that health, that health course is there. We have a lot of business content. You know, Alex and I have been scaling and growing businesses. He's been doing it for a lot longer than I have, but I've been an entrepreneur for the last 13 years. And we've scaled and grown, you know, several businesses to multi-million dollar businesses. We were on the Inc. Uh, 500 list with one of our companies three years in a row. Uh, with the first year, we were number 21 on that list. And yeah, so we, we've done a, a lot of things and we understand scale. And so, you know, we have created a course for that is actually we're teaching our first live program in April. So we have people coming in here for our offices for a live event. And that's really, you know, setting the entrepreneur up to help them understand how to get leverage in their lives through, you know, teams, whether they're virtual or they're building, you know, a team around them that's in-house. You know, how do they actually take that leap of faith and start surrounding themselves with people that can help them grow their business entirely now quick question for you because like this is just a curious thing and anyone that's listening to this that's going to scream out oh my god he's so dumb yes i can be at times um what's the difference between like an inc 100 and an inc 500 company because i actually don't know what they are because again uk don't really get exposed that that yes. So Inc. is a uh, organization here in the United States that will rank the fastest growing organizations in the in the U.S. Um, I, I don't is that international? I'm not certain. I think it's U.S. based organizations, and they rank the fastest growing organizations in any given year. So we were the 21st fastest growing company in 2011, and we repeated on that list for. 
2012 and 2013 when we were really focused on real estate training. But where our heart is, is it, you know, is it entrepreneurs? Yeah. So we really, um, Alex and I don't like to do things very small. So uh, we, we like to run businesses, but what we really love to do is to create movements. And so we're, we're at the beginning of our, our biggest movement. Yeah. And so right now we have health covered, we have business covered, and then what we're going to do is we're going to come out with a product late, later in this year, probably Q3, called Making Love and Business Work, where we'll talk about relationships. That's going to be awesome. Main reason is because that's actually the place where I actually believe, um, as much as I like to say personal development is the key to all business, and it really is, if you're in a relationship, if that doesn't, if that's not working out, everything's going to fail and crumble. I mean, you could have the strongest type of mind there is, but if everything at home is going horribly, it's, it's only a matter of time before it chips away and gets you. It's absolutely true. It's very difficult to have personal turmoil going on and then be able to focus and grow grow your company or, or grow your vision. So we feel like that's really, we always say the marriage is first and, you know, ultimate tra- transparency in your marriage is number one priority. Yeah. And I think that's actually one of the biggest truths that are others. Very much overshadowed by a lot of the training on like business training nowadays is kind of like, yeah, so this is how you make a crap load of money or how you grow your business. And then it's like, yes, mindset, but then it just completely sidetracks the stuff that we've just spoken about. Which is really the most important to set up first because whether your spouse or your partner is an entrepreneur or not, if you're not being fully transparent about what's going on for you, then you're just coming and showing up and they're reacting to the way that you're showing up instead of what's actually going on. And what what I've noticed in a lot of our clients is that their spouses are reacting to the way that they're showing up because the pressure and noise is high in the business. And so like the spouse thinks it's them. Yeah, and they almost, it depends, sometimes they get sad, sometimes they lash out, and sometimes, I have seen this, and I have been in the situation before, where I've got a lot of pressure and noise in business with everything going to hell at one time, which does tend to happen to us if we're not careful. <coughs> Sorry. Ooh. Sorry, I've got a roast in the oven as well, so that's why I'm like, oh, I must have oh, okay. Um, okay. So essentially, like, that's one of the things I actually personally had myself. Um... And I found that, like, whoever I was dating at the time, they would react, they, they would think that it was them that caused the sadness or that them that caused me to be quiet and not want to talk to anyone. And sometimes I'd turn to, like, my other half at the time would just lash out at me. I'm like, why are you lashing out at me? I didn't do anything. Right. So you get this um, huge back and forth between the two of you, and it ultimately ends with an argument, and you're like, I didn't need this today. Like you'd say yourself, I, I, I don't need this today. I've got all this stuff going on. And in their world, until you tell them that, they're like, oh, I was just arguing because I thought you were going to break up with me. Yeah, or I thought you were mad at me because you come in and you're pissed off, but you're really just pissed off about what happened in the day in the business, right? So if you don't come home, and and I think that as entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to isolate, and that means that we still have a tendency to isolate from the people that are most important in our lives. And if you're choosing to spend time with a person and be in a relationship with them, then you're getting some sort of back and forth support, and there's trust there in order to even build an intimate relationship. So if you can't like come in and and talk to somebody and feel like you're going to get support with, even if you feel like they don't understand or not, it's worth a shot because you care about their perspective or you wouldn't be in a relationship with them. Yeah, it's true. It's like you wouldn't actually want to be there if you don't really care. Yeah, and you didn't really care about their opinion and what and what they had to say. Yeah, 
right? And so I think that entrepreneurs will isolate and then they'll say like, oh, they don't understand me. They don't get it. Well, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. And more importantly, ask them because exactly they, they, how are they going to understand something that you've never told them? It's kind of like the best way to put it out there for the male entrepreneurs that listen to this going, I really don't understand this. How many times has your spouse ever been mad at you and expects you just to know why they're mad at you by dropping hints and not telling you directly why they're mad at you? Happens all the time. All the time. Yeah, because so. we do that in relationships and we revert back to like childhood behavior. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. not to point fingers here, it is mostly a woman thing because men are really dumb and we don't get hints. We just, we have to be told straight. So like, why is she mad at me? I'm not... That's how they feel when we come home and want to isolate because they feel like, what have I done? Now think of how your brain patterns goes through everything. goes, what was the last thing I said to them that was really mean? What about this? Did I not do something I said I would? What about this? Did I do that? Oh my God, are they cheating on me? All these thoughts will go through your mind. Best way to do it, address it by being straight with them. Sure. And what's going on in our heads is always larger than what's actually happening. So let's like, you know, I've learned not to let my head race and make assumptions because, well, that's just dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Oh, my God. I've done that so many times myself personally. It's ridiculous when you th like um, last Sunday, the thoughts I had, I was like, why am I thinking this? I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to go take exactly. a nap, wake up, and be completely fine. <laughs> you need a freaking reset, right? So, yeah. yeah totally. And, um, totally. Like, that's one of the things I found that really helps is taking a nap randomly, though it does get in the way of work at times. Like, if you're in the middle of work, don't be like, I'm going to take a nap now. I'm making all this momentum. I'm going to go sleep. It's like, keep going until it's done. <laughs> Till the moment yeah, the totally. momentum runs out, then take a nap. Totally, totally. But if you're feeling overloaded, I think that that's a really good strategy. Yeah, definitely. If you're you know, it's easier to step away and then come back with new new eyes. Yeah. Um, other things I always recommend is Epsom salt baths, or because mm -hmm. you're in Austin, you guys get this a lot more than we do in the UK. Uh, float uh, float labs, like flotation um, tanks. Mm -hmm. Best thing in the world. Yeah, I've never been to one, but what? Alex and I have, I know, it's like we, we do all of this crazy stuff with like biohacking and cryotherapy and we've got a biohacking facility literally in the bottom floor of our house that we yeah, built I out. Yeah, I saw, you guys have like a sauna and stuff and everything else, I'm like, yes, yeah, they do not have an isolation tank. I know, we don't, and it was actually something, we were at the Genius Network, so we've seen them with, uh, you know, he, Joe Polish has one in his office. Yeah, I and so. Yeah, it's kind of off of his office, but um, he, so we've always wanted to do it. And so this next time, we're going to be in Arizona, I think, in June. So I'm going to sign up and hop in there. When are you in California next? We're in California at the end of this month. Alex is speaking at Russell Brunson's event, um, for, uh, Funnel Hacking. So yeah. he's going to be there and he's speaking on the 31st. Okay, well, so if anybody's listening is going to be at that conference, then Alex will be there. Come, please go, come say hi to us. Go bother them. Trust me, they'll love yeah. it. Uh, the reason I was going to say this is look up a guy called Crash in LA. Okay. Crash, uh, just type in Crash Isolation Tank. Go that it is the best facility. This guy is like the pioneer of these. He's a little bit crazy, but he's a real pioneer of this stuff. Um, and try and see if you can get like a booking ahead of time because he's almost always fully booked, like almost always. So okay, uh, yeah, if you can, I'd I'd always recommend going there. Main reason is um one of my one of the people that inspired this show, Joe Rogan, actually mm -hmm. always in, um talks about him. I've been to a couple of float labs around the UK. I'll tell you this much, you almost fall asleep in there 
and time almost comes to a standstill. It's really, really weird. I fell asleep for about 15 minutes. Uh-huh. I woke up, freaked out, sat up completely, like stood up because you're only in like um, a foot of water, but you're floating um, at about a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. So I stood mm-hmm. up all the way and I like opened up the um, tank, popped my head outside, looked at the clock. I'd only been out for 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I hear it's supposed to be like you've had hours of sleep, like six or seven hours of sleep, right? Yeah, In just kind of one session? Yeah, it's um, essentially what it does is because you have no, it's sensory deprivation. You can't see anything, you can't feel anything, you can smell anything, you can't, t- well, you can touch stuff, but it feels weird when you touch it. And, you know, you, can't, you don't want to taste anything because there's some salt water, so you kind of like want to keep your face away from that. Um, and you can't, all your five senses are basically dulled to a point where you're just left in complete darkness floating and that's when your mind starts to heal yeah so to me that sounds like a little intimidating because i like do you feel claustrophobic i actually have claustrophobia at times so the place that i went to i think crash's place is diff- it's very much like it's a room um the place oh, cool. I, the first place i went to was like a massive room um you get in it's really, really nice and big and that the place i went to had lights because Going into darkness just freaks me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I put the lights on, dim them, and then as I start to go down further and further into getting more comfortable with my surroundings, I completely shut them off. It takes huh. about a minute of adjustment, meaning to start your brain going, oh my God, it's dark, to, ah, this feels nice. I can kind of relax into yeah. it. You, and then okay. it takes about five minutes from the moment you step into the chamber to completely being shut off that all your fears all your claustrophobia all everything just goes from here to crashed and shattered there is nothing that can stop you at that point and um a few of my friends have done it and they actually have said that they actually end up on hallucinogenic trips while they're on these in this thing i said how come they're like well quite simply our brains revert to a point where the chemicals needed like the methanol trip to mean that's you know mm-hmm. generating the pineal gland that starts to seep out into our bodies and we can literally see colors coming out of our eyes in front of us like holograms and we can see them. I'm like, wow, really? Like, yeah, it's the most amazing thing. But you're not on a, it's not like a acid trip or like mushrooms or anything like that. It's a trip of the mental senses of, um, how do I put this? Essentially your brain kind of goes into and gives you information that you already need to know. So stuff like, hey, stop stressing out so much relax your whole situation with your relationship is going to work itself out things will be okay all i want you to do is just embrace the loving embrace of this water and let it just wash over you because you can't actually feel your skin by the way because the the water is heated to your um skin temperature so like it feels like if you can feel yourself you go okay now i'm feeling something oh wait nope deeper level of like peel back the onion another level deeper we have a couple of locations here in austin and i know um there's a new one opening up. They're just not super close to us, but I, I, I'm seeing a date night in the future to go float in tanks. So. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I mean, yeah. you guys would probably end up floating separately, but when you come out, you'll be – make sure, again, totally. if it's a date night, make sure it's a night where you guys, again, have the entire night off. No mm-hmm. work whatsoever because when you come out of that thing, all you're going to want to do is just – go home and just sit on the bed and talk or just relax. It's like the most strangest feeling in the world. Huh, it's, okay. It's amazing. Yeah, you just end My up wheels floating are turning. Out. Yeah, you almost end up floating out. So coming up to this part of the show, I do want to ask you this because we've like dropped a lot of information here. Um, and it's the same thing I do with everyone on the show, but if there was three things that you can give 
everyone listening, someone that's going from a struggling relationship or a struggling position in their life to somewhere they can actually be okay, or if they're feeling stagnant and the momentum is like slowed down, what three things would you tell them to do? Like to just either kickstart again or like find a communication barrier and break, break through that. So I think that, uh, you know, like we talked about before, I think the first thing is that you have to focus on you um, in order to kind of get out of that. Um, making sure that you're really breathing and that you're properly hydrated are, I think, the most important things. And so um, that cre increases my body connection and so you don't feel as chaotic. Um, and then also, you know, I think, let's see, do you want me to do it in a relationship or in business? We can go with both. I mean, if you want, okay. you, like this is okay. really just open. Well, to this is to, true because yeah. this is general for everybody. I think you know we we've talked about it a couple of times, but transparency, you know, being transparent and real about what's going on for you in your relationship and and communicating that. But also, if you have a team around you, then communicating where you're stuck. I think entrepreneurs feel this pressure to have all the answers all the time, and there's too many things going on for us all to have all the answers. And if you surround yourself with smart people, if, even if it's just friends or you know a team that's helping helping you or your partner in your relationship, if you can come out and, and kind of say, hey, I don't have the answer here, I need help, then, you know, you get a different perspective. I think, you know, entrepreneurs have a tendency to isolate. So it's asking for that protection and support. Yeah, that's a huge one. So that, so hydration and breathing, being transparent, you know, making sure that you're, that you're asking for protection and support. And usually like for me, if I'm feeling super chaotic, it's because I'm uncomfortable about something and getting tapped into where you're uncomfortable and then just going to resolve that is super easy. But if you think about all the problems that are going on and start overwhelming yourself with everything and not just tuning into, hey, it's really just this simple thing that I'm uncomfortable with, then that's where we start to spin. Does that make sense? Yeah, entirely. It's like, it's, it's very, very true. I'll explain why in a moment, but um, it's so true. So guys, check out Katie's amazing tips, apply them, and if you have a spouse, get really clear with them exactly what you're going through. If you're going through a tough time, tell them. If you're going through a good time, tell them. Celebrate and know that they'll be there with you. Like, they've chosen to be there with you on this crazy ride. So the least that you can do is tell them what they're in for. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd like to, like, just, I'd say the analogy, the best analogy that I can think of is roller coasters. The last thing you want to do is just basically have someone, like, walk into a room and go, okay, we're going to blindfold you and put you on this roller coaster, and you're not allowed to take the entire blindfold off, but you can get off at any time. And yeah, like, and just hang on for dear life. <laughs> pretty much. Whereas if you tell them, hey, we're going to be on a roller coaster right now, um, you know, you can let go at any time if you want, and you'll be allowed out, or you can go out whenever you want, but this is the roller coaster of what we're doing, and this is what I'm doing. So I want you to ride this roller coaster with me. You'll find they'll stay longer with you. So true. Yeah. So true. And you know what? I think um, all entrepreneurs that I've met need somebody that they feel so closely connected with and that they feel like that person's in their corner. And so that's the person that I try to be for Alex. He's got big visions and big dreams. We both do. But um, I always know that he's a safe place that I can go to. And, and he knows that with me, too, and that we're always in each other's corner just no matter what. Yeah. So when the shit hits the fan, still still there. And when it's going really well, I'm there too. So, yeah, there for the good and for the bad. That's yeah. pretty cool. So, guys, go check out uh, sharfen.com forward slash preview. Um, there's a bunch of great content on there, as 
are, you know, you've heard from what we've just done here so far and what Alex and I have discussed in the past. There's going to be a lot of good content coming up over this year and for many years to come with your health, relationships, business, fitness, everything else in between. Um, and if you haven't already done so, make sure that you check out uh, the main site, adlamarcy.com, for updates and any other episodes that we have going on. Katie, it's been lovely having you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the invite. It's been my pleasure. Awesome.